0: is everybody there? Uh-oh, this is for tall people. All right, I can see it, though. I'm okay. I'm all right. Uh, let's read together uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. Here we go. I'm, okay. I'm good. Yep, yep, I got it. It's close. I got my glasses on. I'm adjusted. The last time I preached, it was down there, and then I was going like, uh, the next point is, so, uh, let's, let's, uh, Let's read together God's word. Mark chapter four, verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind him, they took along, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was a, all, there were other boats with him. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and waves broke over the boat. So that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. His disciple, he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Heavenly Father, as we, uh, as we gather today to look a little bit at faith, Father, we thank you. We thank you that we can look at it, look at it in, with mind into missions, and to really say, God, increase our faith help us grow in faith help us understand it so that we might step out in faith father i thank you for uh, this time together lord i thank you for the teaching of your word and thank you for um just just your word that it that it springs life into our hearts and minds in your name we pray amen good all right we're we're there Where theirs can get bigger, but we we have our PowerPoint. We had some problem with it this morning, and we switched off and things like that. But if all else fails, you know what we're going to do? Just go back to the Bible. There it is. There it is. That's uh, Laurie and I. Um, We've been in Kensington well over 25. I think it's 27 or 28 years or something like that that we've been ministering down in Kensington. Um, so you guys have been with us pretty much all the way. So we just really want to say thank you very much. I see uh, other missionaries here in the, the uh, Neighborhood Crusade and uh, Wycliffe. Uh, who else did we have chosen people? Um, who else, who else, who else, who else? Helping Hand. Helping Hand was with us. So, you know, as missionaries today, we stand uh, together and in, in, uh and uh, sharing God's word, and thank you for supporting all of us. You know, and and as you look at a church, and uh, you just say, you know what, you guys are supporting a number of. I think there's a, a dozen different ministries or more here that you guys are standing behind and supporting. So, and we want to say thank you, thank you for that, thank you for that. I've been. Uh, you can go to the next slide. Um, I've been studying, and uh, a couple of guys and I. I really like to do discipleship studies, and uh, and part of our study, we started looking at what is faith. Now, I'm a missionary, and so I know all about faith. There's nothing that you—do you think that's true? No. <laughs> no. And after, you know, Bible college and working in the mission field, and all of a sudden, I was look, looking at this— uh, Message and it actually was a teaching about faith, and it was just like you know what, I still need to, didn't didn't somebody say this morning unless you keep learning you're 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 going the other way, and so I'm sharing this because this is something that I'm learning too. I'm learning about faith and what it means to to have faith. So uh, I've been growing in that. If we go ahead and advance a slide is. Uh, this is my wife Lori. And, uh, you guys, uh, right after we found out last year, we were here and found out that Lori had cancer. And that was, uh, that was a aspect that really has shaken and is still shaking our faith. You know, what do we look at when we look at trusting God and trusting God through, through some hard times? And how does that look to us to say, okay, God, we're going to trust you. Part of the diagnosis of her cancer is she will not get rid of it. You know, so there'll never, there'll never be a point where she goes into remission. The good news is, is there's some very strong drugs that keep it where it is right now. So we're, we're very thankful for that. So the aspect of that is, wow, God, uh, I don't understand what you're doing right now, but we're trusting you. And that trust is one day at a time. You can advance to the next slide. Um, this is something that kind of has also increased my faith. Um, we are working in South Philadelphia. Uh, you guys know and has been worked with us through uh, Cornerstone and where we've started a church there from the ground up. In South Philadelphia, I'm working with a man named Dave Grange who originally helped us plant Cornerstone. And uh, there are a lot of Congolese, there are a lot of different refugees in South Philadelphia. And uh, as we started reaching uh, the Congolese, um, we decided, we also worked with another ministry called Breathe, Breathing Life. It, where there, there, where there was none. And so we had a Congolese, uh, refugee blessing day. And, uh, just hit that one more time, Jay, and it's gonna go into there. We had a day and they started coming up and, uh, I'm not getting sound on that, that's okay. But we had a, uh, a Congolese blessing day and we just brought, Different clothing and things for people. And if you could hear the sound on this, you would say this isn't usually what we hear in, uh, Huntington Valley Presbyterian Church. <laughs> but, uh, it was, it was pretty moving. And then people, you know, it was funny because everybody walked in with their children close to them and they kind of came in. And then as they, uh, got used to it and we had some worship music playing, uh, it was really something and it just, it just was a breakdown. And then they grabbed the mic and started singing and they started worshiping. I think they were worshiping. I had to take this video home. I took it. My, my son-in-law is from Uganda. So I had to say, were they singing worship music? Because they were dancing and singing and everything like that, and they finally, and my son-in-law said, "Oh yeah, that's 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 the style of music they sing In, in Uganda. That's the type of music they sing in the Congo." But all of this is increasing my faith because this is a whole group of people, refugees. I never understood anything about refugees. And I'm starting to understand a little bit about them. I have a uh, a friend uh, that I met him about a month. It's a, I've known him about a month and a half now. But uh, Elijah, you know, escaped from the from the Congo. His father was a pastor. They went to um, get his father. His father hid in a in a bedroom underneath the bed. And they said, Well, his father's not here. We'll take his son. They took. Uh, my friend and they and they were bringing him down the street they slid his throat and then they were had him by the shirt and he was able to pull out of his shirt and and run for his life and uh because his father was saying things against the country and uh, sharing christ and uh so he was able to escape and then for seven years he tried to uh, get to another place he actually met a uh, his wife as a refugee, and they just about two months ago, two and a half, three months ago, they came here to the United States, so kind of cool, but it just kind of gives me, wow, where is my faith, what is my faith, so where are my glasses, <laughs> where, left pocket. left pocket, right pocket. Left pocket? You see him? Oh, pants pocket. Thank you. Somebody's somebody's awake here. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to God's word here. Go ahead. Hit one more. One more ahead there, Jay. But whoever has doubts, is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith. Everything that does not come from faith is sin. Everything that doesn't come, is, sin, is faith important to me? Everything that doesn't come from faith is sin. Sin. Should that be important to me? For me to understand faith. Should, is that important thing? I think so. Everything that does not come by faith is sin. <clears throat> Let's read, uh, go to the next slide. Hebrews eleven six says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If I don't have faith, then I cannot please God. Wow. Okay. Alright. Let's go to one we probably might know a little bit better. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Whatever is not of faith is sin. It's by faith I can please God. And faith isn't grace, but what is it? It's the instrument that God uses so that I can receive his grace. It's that instrument so as I look at it, let's go to the next slide. There, faith has those things right here. Put your hands up. Put them right on your chest. That's where you want your faith, right in your heart. All right, right, right in the center of your body. All right, and that's what I. I'm, I'm, we're going to use our bodies today to help us remember faith. So we're going to start with right, right at our heart. Is in my heart, in my life. I need to know. I need to have. Faith. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, 1 on our next slide. Now faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Okay? Take our right hand. That's good. Leave that slide up. Right hand. Faith. If you ask, ask what faith is, a lot of times you come up with the word hope. It produces hope in my life. You see this picture? You look at a, you look at that picture and you see a lot of uh, rough-looking characters on motorcycles. The reason that, that I brought that slide up is I have a friend who passed away this year. His name was Bob Beck. He was the director of the House of Adonai. It's a recovery program. The thing about Bob is, is he had hope. He had hope. He was a, uh, he stole uh, cars, he was into drugs, drinking, all of those types of things. And then one day, he met Jesus Christ. And God radically changed his life. And he had hope in his life. He was no longer doing the things that he did, but he had hope. And in that hope, he started doing things new. Well, what he started doing new was... He said, you know what? I've been clean from drugs and alcohol for, 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 for some time now, you know, a couple of months. And he said, you know, a guy was saying, hey, I'm struggling with that. He said, come and live with me. And people would see hope in his life. Pretty soon one guy came and then another guy came and then another guy came. Today you'll hear the, 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 the at lunch, the testimony of two guys that, 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 that they came. And all of a sudden, He's producing hope in people's lives. Hope for a future. Yet Last week we celebrated Easter. What is that? The resurrection of Christ. That gives us hope. Hope for a future. We have hope in today because of Jesus Christ. So I was real thankful. Bob got riding his motorcycle. He got a, a virus and uh, not really sure where he picked that up. The virus, they gave him medications and it didn't work right and the virus went to his brain and within a couple of weeks he had, he had passed away. But the, the house that he started, we still work along with that, the house of Adonai. And the key thing is, is though, we're producing hope. Hope for men that are struggling. Okay? So right hand, whoop, right hand, I got him wrong. Right hand is hope. hope. All right. Let's go to the left hand. All right. All right. Go ahead to the next slide. That's it. We got our hope down. All right. Uh, you see that his faith, James two twenty two, that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scriptures were fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. The next slide says, Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited to him as righteousness. It takes, or right hand takes the idea of, hold up your right hand, is? Left hand is believe. Abraham, what did he do? He believed. he believed. He believed. I have hope. I have belief. Those two are integral in faith. That I have hope. That I have belief. The aspect of that is, is you know, one time I was sharing at one of those meetings. 1 John one nine. What does it say? If we confess our sins, God is... Faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. unrighteousness. God, wait a minute. What do I have to do? I have to believe that. I have to, because sometimes, you know, and when, when I was teaching the study, it's like, Joe, that's easy to say. That God will forgive you. Joe, you've never killed anybody. I've killed somebody. Will God really forgive me? Is that true? Is 1 John 1 9 true? You know, that that, that hit my head for a minute to say, uh, let's think. That's exactly what God's word says. It's that belief that says, you know what? Even in this situation, God forgives. God forgives. So right hand is? Left hand is? Believe. Hope and belief. Okay. All right. So let's go to the passage where we started with. Uh, Mark, go ahead ahead a little bit there. There's our two sides. Faith in the center. Hope on the right. Believing on the left, and let's go to the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. I'll read it again. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was, in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat. So that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the winds and the waves, and said, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. And his disciples said, he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Do you think that's true? Do you think that's true that they had how much faith? No faith? No faith? Are you kidding me? How long have these guys been with him? At least a year here. Have they seen him do other miracles? Yeah. They were they were watching him doing all kinds of miracles and they're they're leaving this side of the lake and they're going to the other side of the lake. And wait a minute. What time did they leave? What time when did they leave? Nighttime in the evening. Let me give you a little hint. If you go on a boat ride a long distance, don't leave in the evening. Because it, when you leave in the evening, all of a sudden it gets pretty dark. It gets pretty dark. But it's okay because even though it gets dark, you've got the sc- the stars to guide you, right? Unless a storm comes up. Okay? Unless a storm comes up, you've, you've, got, you've got it together. But all of a sudden, things aren't working out like you planned. The storm comes up, and all of a sudden, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Do you have any storms that come up in your life that all of a sudden, you say, hey, I'm going to go from here to there? And all of a sudden, in your life, what happens? Storm rises up. A storm rises up. And you start looking at the storms. But listen, we've got this. Why do they have this? Who's in the boat with them? Don't say Jesus. Who's in the boat with them? There was about 12 guys in that boat, right? They were what? Fishermen. They were fishermen. These guys, where did these fishermen fish? In the Sea of Galilee, right? So this was their home turf. This is what they really knew. This is where they could really, hey, let me show the Messiah how good I am at what I do. Right? And all of a sudden, they come up on a squall. They were smart enough to know that, hey, when the ro- waves break over top of your boat, you're in trouble. Right? <laughs> Isn't that right? When, the, when I'm in life and the waves are breaking over my boat, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. So all of a sudden, now Wait. Didn't they have pretty good faith because they went to who when they were in trouble? They went to Jesus. They went to Jesus when they were in trouble. And did Jesus take care of them? Yeah. All of a sudden, he calms the wind and the waves. You know, Lord, you could have left the wind there and we could have gotten faster over that sea and just, just made it flat, you know? That's what we like to do. We like to tell God how to, how to fix things and make things right. But all of a sudden, He comes the wind and the waves. But then He says to Him, wait a minute, you didn't have any faith. You didn't have any faith. You know, sometimes I think uh, you know I have faith. And point to your head. You know what that is? Knowledge. <laughs> Knowledge. What were they missing? They were missing something here. What did Jesus tell them right at the beginning? Go where? Let's go to the other side. If Jesus tells you to go to the other side, is he just bringing you halfway into the middle of the storm and saying, ha ha, figure it out now. Go ahead, try your best. Or does Jesus take us all the way through the storm? Takes us all the way through. Jesus will take us all the way through the storm. He's not going to say, okay, let me get you to the middle, then when you need me, then... No, he said, let's go to the other side. If Jesus says to you, let's go to the other side, where are you going? To the other side. If he says to you, let's go halfway, where are you going? Halfway. But Jesus said to him, let's go to... Okay. Two things, two things that are important in faith it is a knowledge. And the knowledge of is what is God's plan. If this is God's plan, can I depend on it? Absolutely. If God says we're going to the other side and I'm going in the boat with you, can I depend on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. See, faith means I have a a knowledge of God's plan. I have a knowledge of what God is doing. And that's where my faith, that's where God's word comes into this. And it not only has a knowledge of God's plan, but it has a knowledge of who he is. Do you see what they said at the end? Who is this? Who? Who is this? Wait a minute. Oh, Jesus walked up to him and said, I'm sorry, I didn't introduce myself. We've only been walking together for over a year. Right? All of a sudden, he they, did they, they did miracles. He did all kinds of things, but the, all of a sudden it becomes very pertinent in their lives because Jesus just saved their life. And you start to say, who is this? So the knowledge, point to your heads again. The knowledge is the plan of God and the person of God. That's, 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 that's where my faith has to be. My, my faith has to be with the, the, the knowledge of the plan of God and the person of God. We might have to move up a couple slides here. That's the uh, passage we looked at. That's it. There, the top there. Let's go into another verse. The next one. That's good. That's good. I think that's it. Hmm. All right. Hebrews chapter eleven. We're we're we're, we're bopping in and out of that great faith chapter there. By faith Abraham, Abraham when he called to go to a place Let's go back to Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your people and your father's household to a land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. All right. We got our right hand, which is. We got our left hand, which is that's our head. We'll point to our head and say it's the knowledge of God's plan and who he is. Okay? God's plan and who he is. Then we got our feet. You can stomp your feet a little bit. Stomp your feet in church. <laughs> Hurry up, Joe. Get going. <laughs> All right. Abraham. Abraham he believed god how much of a knowledge did abraham have of god well he went to he went to bible school first yeah you remember abraham went to bible school years before this did he go to bible school no he didn't go to bible school all right all right so at least he could he could follow the jewish law somewhere he had a written book uh, uh some books or any what did he have so god came, comes to him all of a sudden and he says to him this is what i want you to do i want you to leave everything and i want you to go to a place i'm going to show you and people are going to be blessed through you and you're going to be a blessing and uh, people and whoever doesn't bless they'll be cursed okay all right are you ready to go it's not far. We're not, we're not going to walk to Philly today. We're going to walk to Washington, D.C. How many, anybody want to come along with me today for a quick walk down to Washington? See, the deal is, is here is Abram. And God is calling him. And his response is, He doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge of God. But he knows that God is calling him. And our feet, the other part of faith that's in this is love, or I call it love commitment. You make a commitment of love and it's easy, right? I made a commitment of love to my wife how many years ago? 32 years ago. And everything has been just great. No surprises. I got a, I got a bridge to Brooklyn to sell you. <laughs> no, no, no. But the deal is, is love commitment, it takes something. Do you know what it takes? It takes risk. Are you going to risk? Because God is calling you. See, it's a love commitment. A love commitment says, you know what? I'm going to give up something and do what God wants me to do. And that takes a risk. What's the risk for Abraham? Well, at least he had a godly father to lead him, did he? No, it says in Joshua that his, his father worshipped the other gods like the other people. And the thing is, is Abraham was let, taken a risk because it said, "Leave your what? Leave your country? Leave your people? What's it like to leave your country?" Let's go to Canada. Okay? I'm really glad I'm living in Philadelphia. I'm really glad I'm living in the United States. As part of my mission, that's 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 okay with me. Because I didn't have to leave my country and my people. You understand what I'm saying? In a sense, I left my people, but I didn't leave my country. And there's... A, there, you know... Healthcare. If I just said, today I'm moving to Canada... Would I get health care in Canada? I'm not a citizen. See, because when you're a citizen of a country, there's certain things that you get and that you can say, wow, I can trust in that. It's a real blessing that Lori has this medication that costs, you know what it costs us a month? Not us. It costs $10,000 a month for the medication she's on. That's like a, an incredible thing. She's a rich woman. (laughs) But the deal is, is, you know, like if you step out, I'm not trusting in America. He wasn't trusting in Ur of the Chaldees. He wasn't trusting in where he came from. What did he have left to trust in? He had one thing to trust in. God is going to bring me through. Love commitment says, you know what? I'm willing to put my love commitment. I'm willing to take a risk. I'm willing to take a risk and get what God wants me to do. I don't teach Bible studies. I like going to Bible studies. Did you hear what was said to this morning? Small group Bible studies. Are they good? I think they're great. They, I like them better than preaching because people talk back at you and say, "Joe, you're a nut" or something. You know what I mean? You can't believe that, or, or or that's good, or you know what I'm saying? But I love I love small group Bible studies because they you're able to interact in those. Is that where God is leading you? See, as 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 where I am and and where where I sit is. I really believe that God has called my wife and I. It says go into, Acts 1-8 says go into all the world. But, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and, and you will, I'm, I'm missing that, but you will help me with that. But you will be my witness both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. I always had, the, had a dream of, you know, like as a missionary, I would go to Jerusalem, North Jersey, where I grew up. Share my faith with the people I grew up with. Judea, that, that bigger area. And all of a sudden that would get b- bigger. And then where? Samaria. In a in a culture where people were a little bit different than me. And so I really believe God had brought us to Kensington and then to the uttermost parts of the earth Am I getting to the othermost parts of the earth You know what today is my 40th anniversary of my 21st birthday <laughs> I, you know it's it's kind of hard to uh hard to uh think hey you know what where's the next mission field you know but you know what I really see is God is bringing another mission field to me because I as the the church that we're working with in South Philly has you guys have two services and you are how many churches one church two services one church we have in South Philly we have seven services In seven different languages. That is one church. One church. You know, as you're looking at missions, as you're saying, God, where are you calling me? What are the steps that I need to make? It could be right here in, where are we? Huntington Valley. It could be that step to say, hey, you know what? I need to really start my missionary work in Jerusalem, right here, right in Huntington Valley. Or it could be, God, help me to help others. Help me to help in helping hand. Help me to help with neighborhood Bible studies, neighborhood outreach. Help me to help with chosen people ministries. Help me to help with Cornerstone. To start to say, God, give me a vision of what you want me to do. We aren't the only cat, you know, I'm not here just promoting Joe's ministry and hey, do this with me and I'll, uh, you know, there'll be extra bennies for you in heaven or something like that. But this is God's call. This is God's call for us to start here and to look on and look beyond our borders and to go and to look to say, where can I reach others for Jesus Christ? That's, that's, that's the, that's the aspect of faith. To be able to be looking into God's word, to be able to get a knowledge of, of who He is. And what he wants you to do. To be able to, to, to say, you know what, I am going to take a risk. And sometimes that risk is living with people that I'm not comfortable with. And sometimes that risk is saying, you know what, this is what I'm going to do financially. And sometimes that risk is, 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 you know, talking to somebody that I'm not used to talking to. But it's going to take that love commitment and that love risk. Let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I do thank you for your word. And uh, Father, as I look at faith, as I've grown in my look at faith, and maybe there's more than four parts, maybe there's 500, but... Lord, thank you for these four aspects of grace where we've been encouraged today, where I've been encouraged to look at hope, hope for a future. Lord, you provide the hope. Father, it's knowledge and knowing you and knowing that your word is believing in that, that belief where you just say, yes, I'm going to believe God. And the aspect of realizing that there's knowledge, and that knowledge is not of how smart I am and how many schools that I went to and all of those types of things, but the knowledge is, is who are you? Who is the eternal, all-powerful, almighty God? And what is your plan? And Father, we, we together thank you For the aspect of love commitment. Lord, I I thank you that there have been those that have gotten uh, things for our people that have a a different uh, lifestyle, a different uh, eating habits and things like that. But Lord, uh, Father, I thank you for those people in Philly that are moving in, the refugees. Lord, that are breaking away from people that want to kill them for their faith. Father, I thank you for love commitment. Father, I thank you for the love commitment of this church that has been to not just Glory and I, but all of these different missions over years of seeing your gospel go forth. In your name we pray, amen.